0: This is real tipper and board on Sportsnet 590
1: The Fan.
2: The last time the Toronto Maple Leafs advanced in a playoff series was 2004. Wow. Do they tonight pull the demons from underneath the bed <laughs> and become the first team in 2023? To advance to the next round. Nick Kipris, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee, David Sisboomba, Derek Brandale, pushing all the right buttons for the next two hours. Yeah. We're going to tell you whether or not they do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have the answer. Or we'll spend the next two hours telling you we haven't got a clue.
3: I will tell you that uh, Sid Sixero tweeted out that since the last time the Leafs won clinched a playoff series on home ice, it was called their Canada Center. Bob Cole and Harry Neal were on the call. Gas was 76 cents a liter. And the number one song was Usher's Yeah. And
1: it uh, so been a minute. The top, the top movie was Kill Bill, Volume 2. The Prime Minister was Paul Martin. Kevin Garnett won the MVP. He also in the played NBA. the NHL,
2: didn't he? Paul Martin. Yeah, yeah. what a life he's had. And what a force What, what basically. a two,
1: The Red Sox <laughs> career guy. The Red Sox got seven strong innings from Pedro Martinez as the Red Sox beat the Blue Jays four two to send him to a three and ten record. Look
2: okay, you! You had all
3: this stuff. And what
1: was
2: Sammy McKee doing back then? I don't know.
1: Oh four boys, my body is ready. I am ready for this. I I woke up today feeling incredibly positive. I have to say, I. Do you think you could
3: play the first shift? If they started you in the first shift, could you like do something useful for the
1: Leafs tonight? No, I'm taking a hook immediately. <laughs> but hey. I take I take a hook in beer league like 3 drop. times a game, so
2: drop the the letter F and shift and that's all Sammy's
1: got. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So Hey listen,
3: I'm you're walking a tight dump. line lately, okay, after
2: <laughs> calling the Dry Settle a bucking mule
1: yesterday. Okay. <laughs> I just listen.
2: <laughs> where were you where were you in two thousand
3: and four? Uh Alaska. I was up to I was a uh, a freshman at the University of Anchorage, Alaska,
2: and go Seawolves. How my daughter was born in 04. And and she's moved out since that's, all, that's great content. That's all you need to know that's wild, about what Lee fans are feeling tonight. Been a minute. I I want to talk to Lee fans. Oh yes. Oh my talk god. Talk to them. No, don't do talk this. Talk to them. Don't go all Every, sappy on everybody, me. Everybody
1: No, everybody's walking on goddamn eggshells. Stop it. <laughs> Just believe in Who this is? group. Who oh is? my god, the people I talk to in my WhatsApp groups and my texts. Everyone's, they're hesitant. They're, they're guarding against heartbreak. Yeah. You have a 3-1. One... Oh, yes. God, yes. I, I said
3: today, I, said, I think I'm saying to my wife, if you wear a Blue Jays hat or jersey in this town, everyone with you, support it, whatever. You wear Raptor stuff. They won a championship for sure. Leaf stuff, it's always
1: like, ah, well. Just stop, just stop it's walking okay on eggshells. To have the hope now. You have a better team. This isn't the same team. It's a different group of guys around the core, the bottom six. You didn't have Ryan O'Reilly last year. Conn Smythe winner didn't have Luke Shen, the team grandpa. <laughs> you didn't have Ilya Samsonov, who's been good. You didn't have like it's a completely different situation. You're up three this one. This isn't the show Kipper they've, wanted to have. Blown, the pro leaf show. They've blown a three one series lead. Yeah, sure, no, a I'm, fake I'm series. I am pro. With, no, I know you're pro, yeah. but,
3: but you didn't want to be a fan show. You want you want
1: really what's going to happen listen, here. They they blew a three one series I, I, lead. Oh yeah, against Montreal, and there was no fans in I faked... the do Yes, don't. they're up three oh, one. There's so many eggshells, the,
2: Kipper. The 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 guys that are were supposed to come in here and settle them down have they they don't feel the disappointment of six years. Ryan O'Reilly wasn't around in any of that. Luke Shen wasn't around for any of that. So that's what I'm uh, saying. It's uh, different. Yeah, th- they're no fine. Chari or they're, they're, they're or fine. <laughs> Reese. They're good. They're good. Uh, even if they great. lost tonight, <laughs> even if they lost tonight,
3: oh, can you kidding me? They lose tonight? There's eggs everywhere.
1: No, they're not losing. Tonight. They'll be fine. This is my nightmare. They can still be fine here. They well, the people, yeah. Hear me, my voice. But they are not losing. I am, Do I, sound I am nervous? recommending that they put it away. I, I get that. Yeah. For you and your buds and. You know, like I was mentioning before, everyone's like, oh, they blew the 3-1 series. Yeah, they blew the 3-1 series lead in a series that didn't count. There was no fans. They lost their captain, too. That didn't count. It was fake. <laughs> this is the best our show's ever just, started. I'm ready, I, I boys. I just
2: think that there is really good energy, really good vibe going into Game 5 tonight. The ticket is hot right now. Hot. Really hot. Like, to actually get in the building. I would hate... People Down believe. one nothing, and the building <sighs> gets, the life gets sucked right out of but it. Beliefs, I did, they can't, That can't happen.
3: They did so much for themselves by coming back in two hockey games and not going away, because I think it gives the fans a little belief when
1: that happens,
3: if that happens again in a series. The boys are back! Yes! <laughs> you, have,
1: you have a massive opportunity in front of yes. you tonight. Pressure. Is a goddamn privilege. You have the pressure on M&M's you tonight. Lose yourself, starts playing. You have so much pressure on. Embrace it. Win one hockey game, and that's all. Every Leaf fan, you've made fun of me for how low the bar is. Just win this game, and you're looked upon like you're Stanley Cup champion.
2: Okay. Let's go to Sheldon Keefe and see if he feels the same way as our Sammy
4: on tonight. Well, I really just think the biggest thing for us is to just focus on going out and playing a good hockey game. You know, we're a good hockey team. We've won lots of games. We found ways to win games in this series. I think any time we get outside of, of focusing on that is where all these other things start to creep in that don't help us here today. Uh, we have to be prepared to play our best game of the series. That's really it.
3: So is the best way to beat the Demons to never look at them? Never address it. Never
2: think about it. Just well, he did leave a little bit by mentioning creep in. Yeah, you know he did draw a little bit from it. He's not completely ignoring it, but I, okay. I, I, I think he's saying that the tone of hey, let's just go out and play mm-hmm. is is perfect for me. Okay. Yeah. I'm good good on Sheldon.
3: You know, I know all the clips that we're going to play today, and it's Cooper who gets to my heart and gives me fear. But but Keefe, I thought, did a pretty good job keeping things level. You know, so why don't we just keep on the Keefe theme? Why don't we go to how they do that? How do they
2: keep the noise? We we know where Sammy is on the noise today. Where's where's Sheldon?
4: Of course it is, yeah. You know, it is it is a challenge, something that you talk about, but you, you recognize that it's a, it's a natural thing, uh, certainly when they leave here, especially. But uh, when they are here and I'm, I'm addressing them or they're talking amongst themselves, we have to keep things really tight and really focused on what we need to do. And that's really all that we can do in terms of controlling it ourselves. Um, there's always outside things, whether it's... You know, you're out in the community or whether it's your own family or friends or whatever it might be, but you know, uh our job as an organization is to keep things really tight and focus on the things that truly matter, which is our own preparation.
3: Keep it tight. You know what it's all good. It's all good. When you think of the days Joy, that like are tiger. fun <laughs> when you think of the days that are fun as a sports fan, you don't get a lot like you get today. With the chance to win a playoff series at home, right? A lot of years your team misses playoffs, get them the first round, get eliminated, or it's game seven and you're uncomfortable that it could be over. Like tonight is should be a good feeling for people. And I think for the players too, right? Like this is their chance to take it to Tampa Bay and take a game rather than just cross your fingers and sit back. The show's sure. ready to play.
2: No, no. Um I just would hope that again, there's enough experience right now, and it, it should be, it should, and I know it is led by Ryan O'Reilly. That yeah. e- even after the game, which hopefully comes for them uh, on a win, that it's just the start of a process. There's no kind of finish line. There's no, listen, look, who knows what's going to happen after the game with, in this city uh, on the reaction of beating Tampa Bay and what potentially Young Street could be. But as far as the players are concerned, I hope they don't get too caught up in that because to really have the mindset that you're in it to win it for four rounds, mm-hmm. this is just getting started.
3: For sure. For sure. And that's, you know, that is a healthy way to look at the larger goal that I think a lot of fans are content to just have some success in the playoffs. They, not content, but would be satisfied. I think for the players, that is important. You know, you'll hear stuff, I hope, well, in theory, that would be like, we'll enjoy it tonight, then we'll move on. You know, I think that, that would be the theme of any sort of success you may have. Sammy, you're going to have God a little... God forbid you talk about You're going to have a little
2: mini parade tonight if they win, when they win
1: for you, Yeah, Leaf Nation. I am going to be extremely happy. Listen. Is it, there going to be a... Listen. <laughs> this is not a regular situation. This is the most storied franchise with the most passionate fans who have had nothing but heartbreak in the first round for seven years. It does. It is different for the fans to get past the first round. Everyone's lo- bar has been lowered because of this very team's failures. And the way that the last two games went are completely against script that anyone has ever seen from this team. So that's what makes me feel so confident going into tonight. Yes, I will celebrate very much if they win tonight. I may even have a little parade, a.k.a. I'll hop on my bicicleta and ride my bike to a local bar and see what's going on down there. <laughs> <laughs> that, will be par- that will be my parade. I just, I, I think Leaf fans shouldn't be embarrassed about being really damn excited if they beat Tampa in five games and move on to the second round to take on either Boston or Florida. For sure. You're allowed it, to be not, excited.
3: It's not the fans' job to um, worry about the next okay. series.
2: So what are the Leafs going to do to complete a 60-minute game here, something that we have not seen in a couple of games here? JB, you go first.
3: You know, they've had a lot of the success so far being in front of Vasilevsky, playing in that part of the rink. You know, I just I think it's getting out of their own end. They just spent so much time in their own zone the last couple of games in Tampa Bay, chasing matchups, chasing the puck, dumping it in. I'd like to see a little bit more... A little bit more hockey puck in the leaf side. Hang on to it and look for those opportunities.
2: So you went first with play in front of the net. Sheldon Keefe has some thoughts on that I'll get to uh, in a moment. But certainly uh, that's Derek Lalonde that opened up the floodgates on Vasilevsky and traffic yeah. in front of the net. And that is a huge focus. Let's go to Sheldon Keefe on on owning that part of the rink.
4: Obviously, it's a theme at this time of the year in particular. You need to be able to get people in there. Uh, Tampa's made it really challenging for us to get to the net. They haven't given us very much. Yeah, both Really on both sides of the, uh, of the game, both teams haven't given up much on the rush. It's been a lot of those types of plays and goals and stuff around the net. Um, you know, we, Our guys have done a nice job of getting to those spots. Obviously, we want that to, to continue. Um, we're going to need it to continue. It's not an easy thing to do, but our guys have been very committed to it.
2: You think uh, you think the refs will come into play in front of the net a little bit more hmm. because everybody's watching it so closely?
3: It's just, you know, I, I shared a thing from like a study Cam Sherron did on uh, penalties when they get called in the series. They kind of die down now. Like the refs feel like they've done their tone setting. They've done their 12 penalty games. You're seeing more uncalled things in other series. I don't know. It, it doesn't feel like the time where they ramp up the penalties to me. You know? You think it might be an issue?
2: I, I, the one thing that I think the Leafs need to clean up is, is taking penalties for sure. Yeah, and, a huge and, and the, concern. And, the, and just some bad penalties. I mean, the, the one that was really highlighted uh, was Willie Nylander's 200 feet the yeah, other night. McCabe's in Tampa Bay. done it.
3: Lafferty's done it. Post whistle stuff.
2: Exactly. So, yeah, if if they can clean that up um, and maintain a heavy four-check game, mm-hmm. then, you know, their their odds improve, I think, for me.
3: You think you get a big push from Tampa Bay? Like, you think these guys who've been through it, you think it's a first-period charge?
2: Yeah, I I think, did you say close game, bet the under the other day?
3: Uh, yes, I did.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm leaning towards that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I think here. the
3: days off too. Coaches tighten it up. Look at systems. How do you shut everyone down? A little bit more time to prepare. So you're Samsonov, Vasilevsky, low-scoring game. All right. So let's. Uh, I. Nothing no. intimidates you today. No. They uh, shot. They shoot five pass of every
1: game. Like I, why? Why would I? What, like what's there to be scared of? No, All right. Boy, let's right.
2: go to uh, the man that messes with Sammy best, John. Cooper on his thoughts about pushing this thing to a sixth game. You
0: can sit here morning of the game and, and throw all these cliches out saying, well, they've never done it again. Different team, different circumstances. Uh, they're playing a, not the exact same opponent they played last year. I, I think when it comes into play is actually in the moment. So when you are in the moment or you're down a goal or up a goal do you start thinking in the back of your head, here we go again, those type of things. Like that's when it's, it can, uh, I think that's when it has effect, but. You know, See, you know, it's springtime. Seven time. hours for a game. I don't, I don't know if it matters then.
3: He's still going?
0: I can barely look the at The balloon's him. running out of air. it's just. Uh... You know, seven hours for a game. I don't, I don't know it matters then.
3: (laughs) Someone poke Coop. Is he done? (laughs) It's like when we have Adam Oates on and I interrupt him 11 times because I can't tell when he's done. A little
2: subdued.
3: Yeah, but there's also little needles, right? Oh,
2: no, no, no. I was going to say, you know it's springtime because he is planting seeds.
3: Yeah, Oh well, here we go again. He wants the here we go again He just wants
2: you to just kind of just remember this, that... Just... When we get the first goal, they start thinking. Yeah. And that's when things kind of unravel.
3: I love that he said that you can say all these sort of cliches like, you know, that, well, they've never done it before, but I don't want to say that. It's like, you just said it. You're the guy
2: saying it, Coop. Love it. So mm-hmm. has uh, been there, done that clip uh, similar to the last one we just heard? No. Okay. Let's, let's go to Coop one more time.
0: Uh, if you look at the way the series is, we talked about this at the beginning. Most people pick the Leafs to beat us, so they're up 3-1. So people are sitting there saying, well, we told you so. I look at it and sit here and say we've had some tough like, lapses in games. And I think for the most part, we've done a lot of what we wanted to do. I think we've scored enough goals. We've just given up too many. Uh, but if I was to look at the big picture of this and say if we keep doing what we're doing we just do it two percent better Just two percent better i I think some of these quote unquote breaks that maybe have not gone our way we can push to go our way
2: he thinks they've been unlucky you you know what you hate about him the most is that when he's not wrong
3: (laughs) sure He's good. He, He's a lawyer. He's good he, at finding but, but the things that technically are true.
2: But did he say anything in that last clip that was wrong or just no? Not right.
3: No, we think we've been right there, and just you know, a few of those quote-unquote breaks.
1: Yeah, they yeah. Say they've been unlucky. They've been there, and they've blown it. Yeah, two straight games. Oh no, which has a lot to do with coaching there, Johnny.
2: Yeah. Now listen, every blame goes around for sure when you blow ten minutes.
1: You're down. You're up 4 1. That game. What's the win probability for Tampa? In that 98%? Yeah, it's high. That sounds about right. That has something to do with coaching, too. Like, he's not perfect in this. They have,
2: they have taken advantage of a depleted blue line. Yeah. And no uh, Chernak again tonight, which will come in big time one way or another here in this oh, yeah. when the series is over.
3: Bogosian hat trick tonight with, a,
2: with a, a good conversation on what happened.
3: Do you want to do the last coop
1: clip? Yeah, let's do, the let's do it.
2: The fine line is
0: sitting here saying, well, we've done it before. It's just naturally going to happen again where you have to get inside the guys is just remember the feeling and how hard it was to actually accomplish. And, uh, because, you know, the enemy's got to vote. That's the Leafs. They're going to have some say in what goes on here too. So uh, you have to make sure that it's just, it's it's not a given. There's actually a process to get
2: to that final result. I just, I, I, yeah. I just don't know how much more Tampa can push. They pushed so hard. They pushed hard the last two games with zero results.
3: Mm-hmm. I Yeah, that's a good point. It's not like they haven't had no. the hammer down in some of these games. They
2: have had their foot on the pedal. Yeah. And they
3: haven't found a way. The, the line I really like there, and I actually wrote about this, which is on Sportsnet right now, is the idea that the enemy has a vote, he says. You know, like, part of the Leafs' success has been Tampa not playing as well. In the third period of Game 4, Tampa's backing off a little bit more. They didn't play as well. And the Leafs have a vote tonight. Like, Tampa can come out and play vote. great. They can play great. But if the Leafs can play great, too, they have some say in how this goes. It's not just about what Tampa does and, and vice versa. So, And he's saying they've
1: done it before. They've never done this before. No. They've never come back from 3-1 down. No, this is a different. The last, the last time they lost three in a row was when they got swept by Columbus after they set the point record in the history of the NHL. Oh. They haven't come back down from Sammy 3-1 Sammy wants before. to put it in their head. Hey, don't forget. Oh, he's saying, like, oh, you, you, we've done this before. No, you haven't. That's a lie. They have not done this. But
2: neither of the Leafs. Of course not. In closing out a series.
1: For sure. But they, he's not saying right. that. So we got a lot of a never done experienced before experienced virgins things. here. About right? To, some, something's something's got to give. give. Something's got to give. <laughs> and boy, considering the way I'm talking today, I sure hope it's the <laughs> balls.
2: Do we have a number on... Uh, Six. Oh. No, on... Uh, uh, Ofer on... Uh, Closing out a series? Yes. What yeah, would you like some? What like, is Sam? that number? Yeah, Sammy,
1: Sam, Sam, give us the atrocious numbers that will make Leafs fans feel terrible. These are the demons that will be exercised tonight at Scotiabank Arena. The Maple Leafs in potential playoff series clinching games Thank since you. 2013. Their record. They have zero wins and ten losses. Goals uh-huh. for. 21 goals for. Goals against. 40. Sorry. Power play. Nine point nine point oh nine percent, two for 22, and their penalty kill is 63.2, 12 for 19.
3: Well, 60, it's not good. 63 percent PK Those are in elimination atrocious games.
1: Atrocious numbers. Oh, atrocious. But that's what you have a chance. People, you just forget that. Oof. You start a new streak tonight, go from 0 and 10 to 1 and 0.
2: I like it. I'm not even sure that. Uh, there's been as many penalties uh, called this year than there were last year. But there has been a ton of power play goals yeah. right across the board in the first round.
3: The Leafs power play percentage in the first round right now, I think it's 35.9%, like to almost 36%. Yeah. They're fourth in the NHL yeah. in playoff yeah. percent. In that power tells you percent.
2: how you know that that number is improving. Yeah, you cannot take you, Even if they lose the next three games, the Leafs, yeah. Those, that numbers, those numbers are improving. It's, it's just <laughs> yeah. not getting any, it's, it's impossible. Absolutely
3: nuts. Yeah, the Oilers power play, guess what the Oilers power play percentage is through five games.
2: It's like 40 <laughs> something. It's, it's
3: almost 60%. Oh my God. <laughs> it's 57%. It's over, oh my 57% God. 57% success That's rate for crazy. the Oilers power play in the postseason. I've never seen anything like it. Uh, that, I mean that's no one's ever seen anything remotely like that. That is staggering.
2: Like you should not go to the box. You should just go back to the bench and watch the number go up yeah, on the scoreboard. You should take a penalty, go to your bench. Okay, let's welcome in Luke Fox, leaf writer for sportsnet.ca, friend of the show. Luke is gonna set the mood. Do you need any background music on this, Luke? All the notes? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god
3: <laughs> that would work
2: they win tonight that song is
5: never going away you're right it's gonna be playing all up and down young street people are people are excited like there's grown men in in hockey sweaters walking around downtown for sure and, Does Brian and, whitney know that and I, <laughs> yeah good one uh yeah and like i was at uh my son's hockey last night and a couple of the the dads are saying they're going to the game and they're like, I better take the subway. I better not drive. I might not get out of there. It might be a party. Like people are, are getting ahead of themselves a little bit, but it'll be a scene if they can actually do it on home ice. Like I think the city is going to erupt a little bit.
3: So it feels like the ultimate test for this group who've talked about killer instinct and getting over the hump and you know this core group particularly Matthews and Marner those you know, they're two stars in finding a way to sort of rise up and make it happen you know do you feel like tonight is the ultimate test for that do it is it just if it happens they need to get through whether it's 5 6 or 7 games or is tonight sort of get there before the pressure mounts sort of a situation
5: yeah, I mean, I think it's in their best interest to get it done right away, but I I, I think it doesn't really matter. It just as long as it happens, yeah. Win around, even if it takes seven. If they do it, it'll be the same reaction, and then years go by, and, and people won't really remember all the details. They'll just remember that they won it. Uh, but yeah, would it be nice not to give Tampa Bay some some belief and you know? give them a little bit of spark and, you know, have to hop on a plane and go all the way back there. And you look over at the other series and that series is dragging on a little bit longer than most people expected. And the Maple Leafs actually have a chance to be the first team to punch their tickets around two and can rest up. Uh, Like the advantage in that is huge.
2: Is there any sense? I mean, you covered this team the last few years, you covered Tampa Bay last year. Um, any sense at all that, uh, It is kind of slipping from them, uh, or are they totally coming in as business
5: as usual? Uh, The the laning? Yes. I think I I, I see some slipping, absolutely. Uh, For one, Andre Vasilevsky, I've never seen him like this. Like the fact that he's letting in more goals than any other goalie in the playoffs right now, except for the ones that have been pulled and replaced already. Is just flooring to me because if you had a polled all the players and said if you could have one goalie, one active goalie uh, for a big game or a big series, you know he'd probably win that poll. And here he is proving to be human. And the Leafs are getting to the net. Uh, and when Vasilevsky spoke to Tampa reporters yesterday, he was kind of saying that the Leafs used to play a skill game and basically the Leafs have have driven to the net more. They've gotten more bodies in front. They figured it out, uh, and it's working. It's a plan that's working, and part of the reason why it's working is Tampa doesn't have the horses on the back end that they used to have. Brian McDonough was a huge influence on that team, and now you take out uh, Eric Chernak, thanks to Michael Bunting's illegal hit, and they just don't have the experience and the, the toughness back there to clear people out in front of the net and tie up sticks. And that's a, a big point of emphasis in their room is we can't let the Leafs get to the net and and get these sticks uh, on, on pucks from the point shots because they've known what they're trying to do. They just haven't been able to prevent it.
3: It certainly is a different world where you hear a team being like, how do we keep the Leafs from the blue paint? Because yeah. they do. It wasn't a team that used to live there so much. You know, part of... Part of their additions that did go to the blue paint was Michael Bunting, right? He was kind of one of the offensive guys that went to that paint a little bit. We know we've talked you know, quite a bit about him not being in the lineup tonight. What are your thoughts on how the Leafs players may be feeling about the lineup decision and, and just your own take on the thought to keep Lafferty, Camp, Yarncroft, and all them in the lineup?
5: Yeah, well, uh, Zach Aston reese is pretty excited. I'll tell you that yeah. much. <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> like the guys on the bubble... I think it's the smart play because you can, if they lose tonight, you can always go back and put them in and say, well, we got to take someone out because it didn't work. Um, You know, I think it was a very difficult conversation that Sheldon Keefe had to have with Michael Bunting. Remember, this is one of the few guys that played every single game, all 82 for them this season. And they had a terrific regular season and he had a terrific regular season. He got 23 goals again. Uh, even though he was up and down the lineup a little bit. Uh, he produces points. He he plays well with good players. But I think also part of the reason, not just we don't want to mess with a winning lineup, but I also feel like there's a little bit of element of the Tampa Bay Lightning despise this guy right now. You know, publicly, it, it's we we'll are move on. You know, yeah, we didn't like the hit, but whatever. They're not making a big deal of it. But the fact that he took out one of their top three most important defensemen, for, you know, the series so far, if it, you know, I think it's going to be the full series no matter how long it goes because Chernock isn't even skating yet. Uh, if Bunding's there, he becomes a target or they say something to him and then he might react and he might take a dumb penalty. It could be a bit of a sideshow. And I think the Leafs don't want to wake a sleeping giant here a little bit and get into the extracurriculars. I think they think they have a better chance if they just stick to hockey and, hey, they've won three in a row. None of the guys in the lineup necessarily deserves to come out.
2: Luke, have a great time tonight, man. Can't wait. Go get them. There we go. Luke Fox covering the Leafs from Scotiabank Arena. Does a terrific job on sportsnet.ca. We got uh, Joe Bowen in about 10 minutes. He's Joe Bowen. called a lot of show. games for the Toronto Maple Leafs, unfortunately. How about we get Jovo and Jovo on the show? (laughs) Not many in the second round. We'll see what happens after tonight. Uh, In the next hour, Ed Jovanovsky, as uh, you just mentioned, we'll we'll tee up uh, the Florida Panthers and the Boston Bruins. The other question I wanted to ask you was, even on an off night, watching now Boston having to pack their bags and go back to Florida, Hmm, <clears throat> and just another reminder of to the Leafs how important it is put them away now
3: well and you think about all the things that come with an early finish is just taking your players out of harm's way you know you watch players in these games blocking shots and you know throwing hits and it's obviously there's lots of injuries so the less hockey you can play the better it's a it's a big and no doubt about it I
1: yeah I really really enjoyed that hockey game last night Thought, you,
3: you enjoyed Allmark puking on his shoes and
1: yeah, yeah, OT I, there? I can't have anything like that from Ilya Samsonov tonight. That was bad.
3: It's funny. It's not like a very big story because Allmark's the Vesna guy this year. But, that
1: you know, he's a couple of... Wasn't great last night.
3: Uh, well, and it wasn't great in their other loss.
1: No. No, he was not. Uh, I wouldn't say he was stellar. And the Panthers, say what you will about them, they got game breakers. Like, they got, for the most part filled in in that game. What were the double the shots? 47 shots for Boston, but when the puck landed on the good Panthers player sticks in the sweet spot, they were converting. Like they've got guys that can put the puck in the net are really, really lethal around it. Like that, that could chuck goal in OT for him, not just to immediately panic it on net for him to, you know, drag that into the middle, take it to the backhand, put it upstairs. Like I'm, I love that they sent it to another game.
2: Yeah. Boston got to be careful. Really? Uh, I mean, uh, Allmark never really had that moment all year long. No.
3: I mean, you think of the season he had, scored a goal for crying out loud. He shot one in the other net, let alone damn near put it in his own net in a playoff game. So,
2: You know, and just to swing things back to Vasilevsky, the one thing that, uh, again, is new to Tampa is that this, this feeling of Vasilevsky being so vulnerable now. Like, think about that. Yes, they have a depleted blue line. Yes, they Ryan McDonough isn't there anymore. But,
3: but they always we, had we, him. We, the, the three, three of rock.
2: us could have dressed in the last three years for Tampa and played defense for them with 10 minutes to go yeah. with a 4-1 lead. Yeah. Then you're, you're not beating Vasilevsky. Right.
1: Eh, uh. We'd have packed it in pretty tight. I'm pretty – I, I got to tell you, you I'm pretty soft in front of my own net. I wouldn't hey. be very good.
2: <laughs> like – he was locking it down yeah. like you're and now like think about another two goal lead going into the third period for them. That seed of doubt will not go away tonight.
3: Here's what Vasilevsky had to say to Chris Cran. He said they've been executing their game plan really well getting in front of me and creating all kinds of screens and deflections. I'll give them credit. They've been pretty good at it. We have to work harder. Take a deep breath. Play one game and then we'll see where that takes us. You know, like, this screen and tip thing has really become a, a theme. Cooper talks about it. Vasilevsky's talking about it. I'm sure the Leafs are just going to be, I mean, I don't know. Now do you try to do something different because they're they're thinking that's where you want to live? I don't know.
2: Well, and that's where you're going to be under a microscope now if, if you do, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, a hook, uh, lifting of the stick, mm-hmm. a, a slash.
3: Yeah, ref's eyes on the net front now. Lots of conversation there. Tons,
2: tons. Who knows I, what Vasilevsky's saying you know, the best was when I played against Dominic Hoshik. All you would hear on the ice is, can't see, can't see, yeah. must see, and
1: so you
3: know-
2: <laughs> must see. <laughs> so you know you're doing something right at that point. <laughs> if you can turn on the
1: can't see complaints. So if a concerned Leaf fan about this game was here, and I am certainly not that, but if I was a concerned Leaf fan looking at this game. Hypothetically. Hypothetically, of course. I think Vasilevsky would be the number one thing that I would be afraid of because there's been an extra day here of full on discourse about the goaltending and about the screens and about, you know, Derek Lalonde telling him he can't stop a beach ball from the point. There's been a lot of conversation about Vasilevsky. And this guy is an incredibly competitive, prideful guy who has. You know, been the most clutch goalie in the last yeah. seven, six or seven years. The that's one thing That's that... what would scare me the most, if I was yeah, scared. I know, but... But I'm not, so.
2: It probably should have been a conversation that more people would have had in end of February or March. Yeah. But you didn't because he's been so great yeah. the last three years. So you've kind of always... Left it to the next game, where it's like he'll figure it. He'll out. figure, it out. He'll figure and, it out. And now you're you're at the end. You're at the end now, yeah. and he still hasn't figured it out. He's been this way since January. It's a really good point. Okay. Like so, like if he's the same guy he's been, you know, you look at them and go. What are the odds since January that this trend has been, been a
3: lack of effort that he's suddenly going to turn on?
2: Right. Yeah. Like think about those odds now. Yeah. It's, so that's. There's that's, no doubt. that's why I, I don't I don't think I've seen anything necessarily changing.
3: You know, you never count out the greats, you know, to me, like whether it's Tiger Woods in a golf tournament, you know, in 2019 or, you know, Jack Nicklaus in 86 or whatever it was, you know, but even in other sports, the greats often have kind of like they're able to have these flare ups. And so you do worry about Vasilevsky just because he's done it for so long so well. But there's no reason, nothing visually to show you that he's going to be, that he's going to suddenly find it. So, yeah, I guess this is a pretty big test yeah, for this,
2: him. I, I think about, you know, your dad's Islander team and then the when when Gretzky and Messier finally took over and it was just, it was just, they were champions, right? Yeah. And they were uh, the ultimate uh, com- competitors in NHL history. Yeah. And... It, you just Can't knew do it, it was over. Can't do you it just, forever. You just knew it yeah. was over. The time was up. Uh, the wear and tear was there.
3: My dad didn't play the finals of the fifth year, the first cup of the Oilers, so that cup doesn't count. Um, and but it was it was a symptom of all the wear and tear you're talking about of doing it over and over and over. His knee just couldn't hold up for another one, and guys are falling apart. You know, after that much hockey, and maybe there's some element of that on the other side
1: i um, just looking at a very helpful tool if you're interested in the refing side of it for tonight. Scouting the refs no, for tonight. We don't do that. Oh, I'm just saying, you were talking about officiating. What would Leaf fans do if it was Wes
2: McCauley, right?
1: Now? Melt the hell down. God, it
2: would be bad. That would have been great.
1: Kyle Raymond and Jean-Hiber are the refs tonight. The Leafs are a combined 9-0-1 in games that those two guys have refed. The Leafs win all the time. Yeah, it's hard.
2: Like, <laughs> it's regular season. Well, they're super fans like you. Wow,
3: well, that's what know. you're telling I mean, us, Jean Hubert. Well, maybe they were five well. zero and one with West McCauley in the regular season too. So yeah,
2: I, oh, go ahead. You really believe it would have been a huge, huge story if West Macaulay was yeah, huge?
1: It would have been the lead our one show day. big. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah. Kip, were you a part of the I backlash? Know, I know, I Kibber, know, we literally yeah. talked about
2: <laughs> <laughs> it? Like, I just really think it would have been some great radio. Wow.
1: Well, yeah, you, you, maybe you like With that. you. Yeah. But, listen, I wasn't even that upset about it, was I? Uh, yes, you were very upset about was it. Was I? Yeah, okay. yeah you, were. That, <laughs> you were. That was like a week ago now. I can't remember that. So, I don't know. I just, I really hope that we come in tomorrow, and if the Leafs win, we're not, I mean, if the Leafs win, there's guaranteed no chance we're talking about officiating unless there's a brutal Carl, but I don't want the Tampa Bay Lightning to win on the backs of something that gives right. the, the masses the, it, the leaf, like, he hates the Leafs narrative.
3: So um, Matt Murray skating on his own now on a different pad. He's back. To, uh, he's, he's taking shots. I'm sure everyone's encouraged to hear that. Um, I saw a
1: clip of Antropov shooting on him yeah. and beating him clean from the top of the circle. Low blocker. Six, six, six. So cool. I was like, oh. You maybe. stayed on that long enough
2: to see shots?
1: There's one shot. Luke Fox tweeted a video with one shot. And it's Nick Anchpov cutting into the middle, toe drag, snapper On beats Noah. him clean.
6: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Mikey uh, Mikey Isamont left the uh, Lightning's optional skate. This is from Luke Fox's article earlier than Tanner Janot. Tanner maybe putting a little extra work seems unlikely to me personally that they would have Janot out given what they paid for him. And but Isamont's been out and they haven't
2: been successful since. Interesting. Yeah. You expect it? Uh, you, you expect Tampa to drag him? Drag them in the alleys a little bit tonight, like they have in the past. I,
3: just, it's who they are now. Like, Listen. that's their identity.
2: And if you want to be true to your identity. Yeah, they'll play it through. Yeah. They'll like, go down fighting
3: for I th-
1: sure. I, I th- don't
0: think you can win without having that.
1: <laughs> I don't think, like, if this game somehow gets lopsided in the Toronto Maple Leafs' favor, <laughs> keep those knees tucked and, and keep those heads up. Run and hide. Because I've, I I no, really f-
2: I I disagree with you. Yeah, they got really, to play their score at that point. If, if it gets really out of hand, I I can't see them uh, trying to. There's no
3: tone setting for next year. I, Are you crazy? I can't See them
2: trying to. These guys t- no. hurt anybody.
1: Oh my God, Maroon definitely, Mister Mister Congeniality, yeah, not going to try to bury you somebody. Can,
2: you can do it without crossing a line. Mm. Put it that way. I bet you there'll be some. Lines and if crossed. if Luke needs to on a six two or six three uh, take someone off the
1: ice, he'll do it. He'll beat the crap out of somebody again. He'll
2: do it. Yeah. But you know, there's no sense having to to open up and throw haymakers. All you got to do is just tackle a
1: guy down and pull him off the ice. You know what that sounds like? Champagne problems. I would like to cross that yeah, bridge very much. Hundred percent. Have to worry about that potentially. What do you say?
3: Champagne problems, as in you know, not like you know, local I would like to. I would like the least be
1: winning parades spice so much.
2: and champagne, and it's like it's a, uh, it's a not, good a not even in the second round. No, they're
1: definitely not. They're not, in not in the
2: bring up way. the word champagne until uh, champagne you're, you're in the final.
1: Champagne problems is a very normal set. That has <laughs> nothing to do with popping bottles or anything, but yeah. Anyways. Okay, what do you got for us? Excuse me. Uh, It's time for playoff picks presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds. Now, this time of year, when the Toronto Maple Leafs are in the playoffs for their short periods of time that they are, Borny's favorite saying and one that I've lived by forever is called the happiness hedge. And I will say, looking at Bet365's odds today, there are very few... Opportunities as perfect as this one for the happiness hedge. <laughs> You're getting the Tampa Bay Lightning backs against the wall, you know, as a pretty big dog, plus 140, which is a pretty sizable underdog. Yeah. So if you can, you know, bet however much you feel comfortable betting on or how much you would pay for the Leafs to win tonight, if you put it on that, you might be able to make some money if they end up losing. And the ultimate full happiness hedge is the Lightning. Like I said, plus 140 tonight, they're plus 900, so 9 to 1. To win the full series, the year so the, if you the, are terrified <laughs> of the, them blowing it and you want to be compensated for it, which I am not, <laughs> this is how you protect yourself. This is not how I
4: am.
2: You guys are pathetic, super pathetic.
3: Oh, this is no, Sammy and what are you I got about? paid in the Montreal
1: series. Kipper, I made a lot of money.
2: We, we, well, you're, you're not spending it on clothes. Uh, no. you're, you well, was, you still look like the implication
1: uh, there. Come on, like, <laughs> I was wearing <laughs> <the> golfing <laughs> today, boys. We what? Do you want? I got to call it. It's the first time so in multiple weeks I have a call. If you
2: make a few bucks, you are okay with the Leafs losing? No.
1: Absolutely not. That's why I'm willing to do it. It's, you got to be <laughs> compensating. to the sting out somehow, some way, some like, little if, bit. This is the live tour, baby. This is blood money. <laughs> <laughs> i got to watch the Leafs blow a Wrong series lead, with
3: you guys? Listen, I Plus can. Plus 900 for Tampa Bay to win this series.
1: You could make a worse bet. You could make a way worse bet than that. Yeah.
3: And not that we think it's going to happen, but it ensures yourself against the max pain. Betting on the team that you're already invested in, it doesn't make sense to me. You're already invested. You don't need that
2: encouragement. And so are you generally superstitious? Were you that that no. guy uh in your career? No.
3: I'm a routine guy, but I mean you can't really be a hockey
2: player without having routines. So no. You? Uh no, but at times I'd say, why take any chances?
1: <laughs> <laughs> walk around the ladder then walk under it on the exactly. way to the rink. May and, only make sense. And a couple and l- uh, last couple things tonight. Or the Toronto Maple Leafs, if you're looking to put some of your hard-earned dollars on it. Austin Matthews' first goal of the game plays plus 550. You can see him having a big moment in the first period, shoots one in the net. And I like a Ryan O'Reilly anytime goal in a big game. They brought him in for this type of thing, plus 250, anytime goal for Ryan O'Reilly. So those are a couple wow. other ones. So there you go. All right. Those, and are, is, those are good numbers, this Sammy. Been, uh, this has been Playoff Picks, presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds.
2: See uh. I think Seattle's gotten the first goal every game How against really? Colorado.
3: Did you see the, are we going to do the McKinnon thing here now? Uh, or we'll, wait, we'll, wait. We're gonna, we'll wait,
2: we'll wait, to let Let's go to break. We got Joe Bowen uh, Joe after Bo- the break. Uh, and oh. Ed Jovanovski is going to join us in the second hour as well. So Joe's a wily veteran, man. I wonder what he's feeling coming into this game.
3: I just, I'm excited to have him on our show. Holy
2: mackinac! All right. Maybe one or two of those tonight. Oh, my (laughs) goodness. Joe Bowen, radio voice of the Toronto Maple Leafs. After the break, you're watching and listening to Real Kipper and Bourne. Smart
0: takes on the biggest stories in sports. The Fan Drive Time with Ben Ennis. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Real Kipper and Board on Sportsnet 590, The Fan.
2: All right, as promised, Joe Bowen, radio voice of the Toronto Maple Leafs, is joining us now. Joe, thanks for doing this. Uh, I got to ask you right out of the gate here. You've called the last 10 playoff clinchers for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Is, is there a different
6: feel in this one tonight? Well first off thanks guys thanks for having me on I I I <laughs> I sincerely hope so uh Nikki and 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 I think and you guys have talked about it about the the makeup the difference uh, in this team and I think over the last 5 or 6 years I think a lot of people have thought do they have the physicality and the toughness and the ability to go to the dirty areas to score the dirty goals and I don't think anybody felt that that had been fully addressed and I think that Kyle Dubas did a marvelous job at the trade deadline and prior to it in making those adjustments and I think that we're seeing that and then you add the the addition of Matthew Nyes who has been a, a bit of a revelation too so um, it, it is a different group. Yes, it's the, the the core is there. Yes, they're the ones that have to stir the drink. But I think there's a couple of guys behind the bar with a mixology course, too, that know how to stir up a few things as well.
3: Joe, before we uh, had you on, I was talking with our producer, Sammy McKee, just about, you know, you've been doing this for a while now. And we were saying, I think it's been almost 40 years you've been calling games, Joe. I I wanted to get your sense for what makes this team unique or different to call you've seen this core go at it for you know seven years now or whatever the number is exactly but what what about this group is different than other teams that you've called over the years
6: well they they can score very in a, a lot of different ways a lot of other teams really couldn't i think that at this point you can see that it is spread throughout the the lineup ryan o'reilly's made an enormous difference and uh, it was interesting when he arrived before he was hurt, the tinkering, was it better for him to play on the wing with Tavares? Should he play in the middle with Tavares on the wing? Would it be better to have the three-headed monster down the middle? And uh, I think we've seen that after Sheldon Keith went through all of these little variations, I think that he has kind of fell into the fact that the three-headed monster is something that that makes other teams have a difficult chore, especially on home ice when you get the last change. So I think that's probably, Barney, uh, something that I would say is a, a lot different with this group. But again, it's the physicality. It's, it's the Luke Shens and the Jake McCabe's and, and people like that who are uh, not only going to uh, accept being pushed, but they're going to push back and they're going to instigate a lot of pushing. So I, I think that's the biggest change. Joe, if we go
2: back in in recent Leaf history, uh, the three eras that that uh, Leaf uh, fans uh, knew they had some some respect amongst uh, the hockey world would have been the the run that Dougie Gilmore had and gave uh, um, right through that overtime goal uh, uh, behind the net. There's the Matts era with the the Roberts and the Newendikes, uh against Ottawa, and then there's a potential for this one as well. And so many things in life has changed, but you know, for the Leaf fan, uh, it's amazing. They've never wavered. They're still there. They're still in. They're in droves. And tonight, we'll feel it
6: again. You know, Nick, it's one of the most unique sports franchises in the world. Never mind hockey or whatever. Um, it's a lot like. And I use the, the, the analogy of European football and club football. The Liverpool, Manchester United. Uh, it's it circumvents the globe. Uh, it never wavers. It gets pissed and it gets pissed off, but it's <laughs> it's not going to leave, right? And yeah. and I think that's that's I think that's what we see, and 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 they deserve it. They really do, and and they have been loyal. Uh, I mean, when you down 4-1 uh, and all of a sudden Matthew scores, no one's left Maple Leaf Square. No one's left. And I, you know what? I thought, you know, that speaks volumes of this, of, of this fan group. And uh, they deserve to have a, a, a bit of a, a, a fun with it and everything else. And, you know, the other thing I said to a lot of people this year is that this group needs – a Nikki Borishevsky or a Corey Cross. Something that's going to happen that is uh, from the hockey gods. Nikki just touching the puck from Bob Rouse and they score. Corey Cross, who hadn't scored a goal in God knows how long, has a seeing eye shot. Well, Morgan Riley had a seeing eye shot. And maybe our Nikki Borishevsky all of a sudden turns out to be uh, Alex Kerfoot. So. There have been a lot of breaks that have gone the wrong way for this team and for this group itself. Uh, And maybe, maybe, uh, just maybe, uh, something is starting to turn in the other cheek. So let's keep our fingers crossed in that department. I think they deserve it.
3: Joe, what changes uh, in the energy of the city away from the rink when, when the Leafs go on a playoff run? I've lived in Toronto for, for just 10, 11 years now, and I've yet to see what happens when, when it gets close and when people start to believe they've got a potential, a team that could win a cup. What changes in the city?
6: Well, it's mind-blowing. Uh, having gone through it a couple of times, um, I, I remember after the, the Gilmore situation outside Maple Leaf Gardens, you could not move. Uh, it was bizarre. And uh, I suggest tonight, if uh, uh, the Leafs are able to pull it out to open your window, you're probably going to hear a lot of horn honking and <laughs> a lot of other things going on and this city needs that any any city that has a professional sports franchise lives and breathes with it, and it becomes a, you know a part of it and uh, to have it happen, to have it uh, work out um, it will energize everybody in this city for sure. And then all of a sudden you're going to find people who have not been fans, who may not even be hockey fans. They get caught up in the euphoria of it as well.
2: You know, Joe, uh, uh, the one guy that you missed out it was Gary Falk, and we had him on the uh, on the air the other day. And I urge anyone that uh, that's a
6: perfect example. Yes,
2: perfect example. Yes, and um, you know I, I urge anyone that's listening or, or watching right now go go find that podcast and, and, and go listen to Gary Falk because he does a masterful job of creating the picture that you just mentioned uh, after he scored the goal and what was what it was like having people chase him in cars to get autograph and pictures after uh, eliminating Pittsburgh. And I'm just wondering, too, Joe, I mean, you've been around a long time. You know, I wonder what life for Joe Bowen would be with a, a real good run here. Um,
6: you know, a few signs uh, in the neighborhood, perhaps? Well, I, I know I might get a, a free drink at the Union Alarms <laughs> from some of my friends. did i point out that i go there fairly frequently (laughs) a little bit well you know what and and um i I think that we're going to see that obviously and everybody is sitting back saying okay show me we've got lots of confidence we want you to do but you got to show me and once uh, if they get past this round i think that you're going to see the car flags out you're going to see the flags everywhere um i th- this city will b- certainly be uh, running on blue and white and uh it- it'll be an exciting thing but there's a, a real real good opponent at the other end of this and uh they're not going to go away quietly and it'll be a, a great series uh, Stephen steven is a dear dear friend of mine as parents i've known well before steven arrived on the scene um and uh it, it well they're they're a, a wonderful wonderful group that have had a wonderful run and hopefully the maple leafs will see somewhere here to be able to get it by what are you expecting
3: to see from the other side of things from that tampa bay lightning team they've obviously got some championship pedigree and have played pretty good hockey for a few games without getting a win you know what's uh, what does this team look like when they're going and what can the leafs anticipate tonight
6: I think, I think right now they're the Maple Leafs looking in the mirror. <laughs> they're, they're going, wait a minute, that this isn't how we've gotten this far on a number of occasions. This is what happens to the guys on the other side. So they, they have some work to do in mental preparation. I think their goaltender does as well. Um, I mean, having played the position, when you get going like this sometimes, Instead of the thing looking the size of a, a beach ball or a watermelon, it all of a sudden is an aspirin coming at you, and I, I, you wonder. No matter how good the goaltender is and how what his pedigree is as well, guys, um, when that starts to slip a little bit, all of a sudden you're getting stiff and you're saying, "I hope it hits me." And that's not the way Veselevsky has played over his career for sure, Joe. Not to age you, but you've been around a very
2: long time. Have you ever Jesus, seen... you, got me in, you got me with a shovel
6: and they're digging a hole for me here, Nick.
2: <laughs> Joe, have you ever seen a kid like Matthew Nye's really come out of nowhere and have such an impact to the point where you are scratching a legitimate 20-goal score,
6: 50-point guy? Not at this point in the season, I don't think. I mean, we've had a lot of collegiate guys that were signed at the end of the year and came over and played and were not impactful. Now, he's played well. Uh, Has he been impactful yet? Well, he's got one assist. Um, So that isn't there yet. But you can certainly see um, that he's going to be a a real good player. And you hope that that impactfulness will, will come now. Um, but you know, I mean, yeah, you go back and uh, Wendell Clark's first arrival in Toronto at training camp, and and his thoughts. Well, who's the toughest guy here? So he fought Bob McGill five times at training camp. I mean, that, that was impactful, and and he turned out to be a pretty decent hockey player as well. So, um, uh, but this is a kid that they have seen play. They're very confident that he can handle the pressure that this has been ramped up from uh, the NCAA tournament and also that he can contribute and, and that he is very functional in both ends of the rink. Um, you know, a lot of kids come out of there and they're real good offensively and have some great offensive skills, but he has shown that he is not going to be a liability, and that's one of the reasons why this lineup wasn't tinkered with despite the fact that Michael Bunting was coming back. All right, Joe. We're gonna let
2: you go and rest up, okay? We uh, we did we hit three thousand viewers on YouTube? I'm gonna show oh, yeah. I'm gonna show you how popular Joe Bowen is because uh, you're gonna push them to the hit the like button, close to a thousand. That's what I'm calling right now.
3: All
6: right. For well, YouTube, if you if you can find somebody on Queens Key to get this uh, construction done, <laughs> I would really appreciate it because when this city is actually finished. It's really gonna be something.
3: <laughs> When's that,
6: Joe? <laughs> just just roll down the window
2: and scream "Holy Mackinac, and I," and they will let you yeah, I'll do, go yeah. right through. Uh, I guess I guess
6: somebody throw a tire iron at me or something. I don't know. <laughs> All right,
2: There's Joe Keys. Bowen. Have a great call tonight. Enjoy it, Joe. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Joe. Yep. That's Joe Bowen, radio voice of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Bonesy, Bonesy,
6: that what
2: guy. A- if they ever win, that guy would be, like, the first guy you feel for, right? Give him the cup second. he He's
3: in the Hall of Fame, eh?
2: Disappointments he's, so, uh, he uh, had and watched and witnessed. Man.
1: Manny, I, I love that. Fired me up. What, he you win? the Elmer Ferguson? No, the... Ferguson Fos-
3: Elmer. Foster Hewitt. Foster Hewitt. <laughs> oh, you know, just Steve the most Johnson, famous. Foster Hewitt, sorry. Uh, Close. I didn't mean to be disrespectful to Foster Hewitt. I legitimately just forgot. Um, but he won a mass award. He's in the Hall of Fame. Jump yeah. That's yeah. the
1: point. Um you guys want to know what it costs to get in the building tonight? I'm gonna to guess you can't get a fifty dollar ticket for no. old It's all like the Jays games, you can't buy a twenty dollar one and walk around. So what are you quoting us here in the lower bowl? I got so this is from Luke Fox. He put out the cheapest and the least cheapest in his the words. The cheapest.
2: What do you think? Uh well I mean what what is the highest seat section there, the purple?
1: Section three seventeen row twelve. Is what he put out. Uh,
2: I would think that one would run about three (laughs) twenty-five.
1: Wrong. Six forty-five is the cheapest up top. Oh my God.
2: Six forty-five. Yeah. A seat? Yeah. So
1: they want uh a thousand for the lower bowl, twelve hundred. Section one oh four, row twelve. Twenty four hundred boys. Can you imagine like uh that's yeah. on resale, obviously on, on verified resale from Ticketmaster. But Kemper, yeah, so they, he, they
3: have three home gates this round. If they were to have three home gates for four rounds, the vol- how much money would that be to MLSE? I mean the um, I don't actually want you to like do the math on it, but I just can't even fathom what, what it means. Five
2: mil a night? Maybe they or,
3: could a night. You think?
1: Yeah, could put a couple <laughs> towards Kyle Dubas' new contract. Six million. You, you could probably seven million. You could night? probably afford your general manager.
2: <laughs> I don't even know what the uh, cost. Like I, uh, yeah, the costs alone. Uh, Each game face is value is massive. probably be about twelve hundred dollars in the lower bowl, just it, face value.
3: Is it really that much? Wow. I, yeah, yeah. If
2: I, I, I don't quote me, but listen, pal. I've I know. Seen your I know what the Rangers. I've seen
3: the invoice for your seasons. I the, know the, it ain't cheap. the
2: Rangers. Uh, the year they went to the final, I think two thousand fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. I went to go see if uh, I, I could buy two in the lower bowl from. MSG and yeah. it's like yeah 1200 I think was the Tw- price twelve face value for a final
1: yeah that's not bad 1200 for a final for a Stanley Cup
2: final $1200 US for one ticket yeah yeah that's fine
1: if I, they were in the final here I oh f- no no I I, get it.
2: I listen they go to a Stanley Cup final that thing's a $15,000 ticket yeah
3: so, I got a friend who's got a pair at Madison Square Garden, a few rows up from the glass, whatever. And I, I think he got 10 grand for two tickets to a Stanley Cup final game.
2: Oh, gosh. I'm t- our, ours, ours in 94 were 10 grand.
3: Yeah. So, what are you talking right? about? $1,200 a seat.
2: I think it's a lot of money.
3: <laughs> not that much.
2: Hey, you got to remember though. For you, I'm, maybe I'm, <laughs> you're Nick He's like, I'm rich. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: you want a cup? There. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. context that's needed. <laughs> yeah. He All right, skater- let's get out of ourselves. He, he skated around on the ice. Just with game the big, five in the first round. <laughs> Settle down. With the big, big silver thing, he was on the ice holding it over his head. Settle down. <laughs> I'm not. Well, I'm thinking about the Rangers, not the Leafs. Rangers might still win the cup. Um, big one for them tonight. So I just wanted to make sure we mentioned it since we had Bonesy on. You can hear the action tonight, Game 5 on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Pre-game coverage gets started at 6.30 with our beloved Brent Gunning and our beloved Gord Stalic on the pre-game. Uh, Bonesy and Ralphie with the call. And if you want Joe to sync up the game to the radio call, yeah. he can
3: arrange that for you yeah. too.
1: And, uh, yeah, he could do that. <laughs> and we'll plug you, you guys after the game. Yeah. But uh, just have, like, it's a big night. And I used to do this. I used to go to the games. I used to do the Leafs Nation post game. I did it all of last year. did it three years before I did this. And when the Leafs w- went, I think it was Easter Sunday, the Leafs had a chance to eliminate Boston. And I went to the game with the fan. It was a 3 o'clock afternoon game. I wore my suit like I always did. But I took my jersey in my backpack. <laughs> Just so you had it with you? And they lost. Oh. And it stayed. Oh, and uh, it's still it. Yeah. So, I'm just I'm just hoping my, for my boy Gunner tonight, who runs hot when it comes to the Leafs. We're just hoping for we're hoping for a dub for him tonight at oh. the game. And the Leafs are two and zero oh when they play on the fan. So,
3: do we have no? We, Bonesy's call for the Kerfoot OG winner. We played that the other day, didn't we? Excellent I don't think call. We did, did we?
1: I don't remember. I
3: don't know. Can Brandeo, we that did, up? did we? Uh, I don't know. Sorry to put you on the spot. No, he's got it.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. What a guy. Yeah. You know the enemy. Cooper. John Cooper, listen. <laughs> no, no, it's
6: definitely below ah. the the, ah. the crossbar. This is the, He this deflects is after the puck down. And Alex Kerfoot scores in overtime. And the Maple Leafs are going to come home. with Kerfoot into yeah, the corner. There we go. Played it back to the blue line. Over it goes to Willie. Back it comes to Giordano. Giordano shot. Scores! Scores! Mark Giordano! Scoring! The pass off the wing. And the
2: shot from the blue line was deflected right at the goal. But the Leafs win it in overtime. That's pretty cool. Um, I mean, come on! standing at the side of the net. Did you ever go through your, like, like Instagram when, uh, they somehow, some way are people videotaping themselves watching overtime so when they score and then they yeah. react, or yeah. is that all staged?
3: Dude, life is just
2: content now.
3: No, like a lot of people- content. You
2: would actually sit there and I have would never no, your phone record never in a million You sitting years. on
1: the couch I think, watching. No. I think people I, record their parents or I their friends. I think it's more appropriate if you're having like a big party.
3: To have it. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, there's the one. It was 4-1 against Boston. You've seen the room fall apart slowly in that
2: one. You can also see if people are, like, stealing stuff from your house. Handy, too. too.
1: I've never made it through one of those videos, the 4-1 video. But there was one guy who sent me a video. I don't even know what his name is on Twitter. But it was a hilarious video, and he sent it to me. But he had it, like, he's got, like, a doggy cam. Oh, for like yeah. his house Like yeah. when he's away He can see what his dog's doing Or whatever Which I always thought was hilarious yeah, He's either pooping on the floor Or he's lying on the couch Like what the hell <laughs> else is he doing? But <laughs> floor, he pooped. <laughs> yeah, um, but he sent me the video Of his reaction And it was a great reaction And it wasn't filming himself It was the doggy cam And I got a big kick out of it I could watch those kind of videos All day Like the if reactions If they go your when way When they score an overtime winner I love that stuff People like, love reactions. Steve Dangle's built a career off instant reactions. Like too. after uh, Argentina won the World Cup, my whole every algorithm of all my social medias was just reactions to them. Winning. And it was wonderful. It was wonderful. Yeah. Like there's nothing better than that. Human so. emotion. Yes, sir. Hopefully we get a moment like that tonight.
2: Okay, we're gonna take a quick break. We got Ed Jovanoski, former NHL defenseman, does a great job as a Panther analyst. He'll give us his thoughts on dragging the Bruins back to South Beach. Mm-hmm. Ed Jovanovski, Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee, all back after these words.
3: Breaking down the biggest trends in hockey, the Hockey PDO cast with Dmitry Filipovich. Be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Real Kipper and Bourne on Sportsnet 590 The Fan.
2: Florida Panthers rained on a parade of sorts for the Boston Bruins by dragging them back to Florida. Let's bring in Ed Jovanovski, former NHL defenseman. Does a terrific job as an analyst uh, for Panthers TV. Jovo, how are you, pal? Thanks for joining us. Hey,
7: guys. Doing well. How are you guys doing?
2: Well, uh, I think Leaf fans are certainly happy that the the Boston Bruins have uh, another game uh, to add to some wear and tear if, in fact, they get past Tampa tonight, but uh, what were your thoughts about the effort out of Florida and uh, extending this series?
7: well, it was good to it was good to see we all know kind of what was that stake there, and I thought the the guys really came out um at an excellent you know first period in that game, and you know kind of second and third seemed like you know they had us back on our on our heels they were pushing strong it was just almost line after line with that wave once they get rolling. Uh, just kind of coming downhill at at the Panthers but you know some timely goals right it was almost like the same scenario is, is uh, you know game two where you know we'd go up Boston would score and it was kind of back and forth and just kind of had that feeling you know it was kind of their night as far as getting a break and um certainly did there in overtime. And so what's
3: the confidence level for this Panthers team that it's not just a a one-off here in this case, they've won a couple, but is there any feeling that now going back to Florida, that this suddenly got a lot more interesting as a series?
7: For sure. For sure. And and I think, you know, the the great story of it all and you can see coach talk about it was, you know, this was a pressure game and and he felt that Bobrovsky, this was his game to go out there, uh, pressure goaltending situation. And, and he definitely responded. And, and you know, yeah, I mean, you got to feed, you know, off that confidence, I think, um, you know, heading into your building. Obviously, we know what Boston's done in this uh, building here in Sunrise. Uh, they grabbed two out of here. so But the place will be rocking. Pretty much the only show in town here in South Florida come tomorrow night with the heat wrapping it up last night. So uh, the barn should be rocking, and the guys should be feeling good about what they've done in Boston and hopefully that'll translate into a uh, good game 6 to to live to see another day.
2: Bobrovsky finds a way to not only come in but uh be a difference maker, a uh, big save uh, at the end of regulation. Where where is he sitting now on on an opportunity at a little redemption after all these years down there? Yeah. I
7: think so Kipper. I mean, you, you look at him, you you look out through his regular seasons. I mean, he's had good numbers. And I think for him, it's, you know, they brought him in for this reason, right? It felt like this team was heading trajectory wise in the right direction. And uh, last year kind of putting all the chips in there to, to make a run and he would obviously be a big part of that. So when you look at the game prior to, you know, game five yesterday, um, you know, you look at he's played in one game. So you lose that game, right? And you play Lion in that game. And you look at him, you have a $10 million goaltender that's played, you know, one game in a series. So I think having kind of that script flipped and and having the decision to go with Bobrovsky was obviously looking Monday morning quarterback was the right decision. I think he handled it well. I think he was calm in there. Um, it was a big stage that, you know, the rink was, was nuts. So for him coming in there, coming, making some nice saves, and, and like you said, at the start of your uh, goaltending uh, comment was the save at the end of the period. Like, I, it's almost like, you know, what the heck happened in that scenario there with the 2D kind of flat-footed, even giving the opportunity to come in. But what a what a pad save he made there just to have the ability to go into overtime.
3: Do you feel like that Flor this Florida team here, is better than people give it credit for? Like, I, you know, I, just such a slow start to the season, the adjustment to Paul Maurice, some injuries along the way. I feel like healthy Barkov and Bennett, you know, kind of went a little run at the end of the year. Are they, you know, better than an eight seed?
7: I think they are. I, I mean, sometimes when when things don't go your way, you kind of have that stuck in mud you know, where you're just you're you're doing a lot of right things and, and and you can look at the analytics at the start of the year and they weren't getting results. They were out shooting teams, you know, crazy. They were just weren't getting the results and it kind of puts you behind that eight ball chasing throughout the year, right? But you know when they all put it together, um, you know, they played really good hockey. And one thing that uh that Mo said coming into this situation, he's want to teach the guys, you know, more style conducive to playoff hockey and they've done that since January you know really if you really look at it they been up against it kind of counted out a few times in, in, in that situation but always seemed to kind of battle and and, and play the right way and, and get results from it so um I, I think going into that game last night um they were a little freer at times making plays um especially showed in overtime. The second and third period can get, get a little hairy, but you yeah, know in overtime. They actually, it was a brief time, but they were actually passing the puck out of the zone, making plays, um, something that has been tough sledding for this team. You know, in the playoffs, this is the job, and you got to give Boston credit for the job they do on the forecheck.
2: Hey, Jovo, mid-season, nobody gave much of a chance for Florida to, to be where they are right now, especially me, and I'm the first one to admit that. Um, but... You know, without kind of closing out Boston and just the mere fact that uh, it is going to game six here and uh, they've been able to kind of push them, um, is is this going to be looked upon as a a decent finish uh, for Paul Maurice uh, and these players? And can we, Jovo, go back and maybe even suggest that Dad, Kachuk, Keith, maybe helped save the season or turn the energy around when he called them soft?
7: Uh, I, I, going to your first part, I, do I think it's <clears throat> like a savior of the season? I don't think so. I think, you know, Kipper, being in that situation. You feel like you've given yourself another opportunity. Um, first one, getting into the playoffs and, you know, anything happened and then, um, you know, facing Boston's a tough, the slay the dragon mentality. And they put themselves behind the eight ball. They got, they got you know, a new life. And they're heading into game six at this building. So I, I think what the guys want, and I, I think what probably the hockey world wants, maybe not the NHL, um, but have a game seven um, in this, this situation where I think the Florida Panthers can look at it as, you know, obviously the pressure's on Boston. You're going in on the road. And anything can happen in that in, in that situation, so I think that's kind of where um, you know the team is, is beliefs are right now. Is uh, I forgot your second part. Sorry, Kipper.
2: I uh, just uh, Keith Kachuk and that whole oh, yeah. that whole I thing about soft.
7: Yeah, uh, game day. I play golf with him in the morning. He's in town, obviously supporting you know Matthew, hoping to see a game six. But uh we walk into the uh, into the clubhouse and, and one of the guys goes, You wanna get on another radio show this morning? <laughs> you know, so I, I think you you know, at times you look at that whole team and, and it's it's not like I don't think he had any malicious intent in that situation, but that unfolded um, you know, with with him calling the team soft and then there was a game in Toronto when um, the coach went nuclear on the guys just because they they weren't playing well. Oh, we remember so they, it well. Right, you get that culmination of the, kind of those post things. I don't know if it was – I didn't ask the guys if it was brought up in, in, in the room or not, but they obviously heard it, and I think you take it to the heart, and you want to just prove that you're not a soft team.
3: And, you know, in the battle back here, in the quest to get back in the series, does it give – the Florida Panthers any hope that Linus Allmark hasn't looked like the Vesna trophy version of himself from the regular season?
7: Yeah, I, I think anytime you, you get an opportunity to get bodies, traffic in front of the net and, um, and try to do your best to take your eyes away, um, I, I think you have an opportunity. And you look at a couple of you know the goals. There was a great shot by Bennett there in the slot. And, and don't look any further, you know, from the overtime goal, it is a little inexperienced in this situation something that favors the Florida Panthers because it was kind of a nothing play. It was a nice pursuit by Verhage in that area, but the puck was just blatantly given away, and, um, and the rest is history. But I, I, I think that, that that can be an area where it um, can be beneficial toward the Florida Panthers.
2: Jovo, not to get uh, Leaf fans ahead of themselves, um, I'm only asking this because I've, I've got you right now, uh, and you've watched Boston in the last five games, and they didn't give us much to, to look at and, and scrutinize during the regular season. But what have you seen in these five games that makes Boston maybe a little vulnerable now opposed to the uh, 82 games?
7: Well, where the Florida Panthers have had success in, in in this series is when they do maintain that down low, that cycle game, where where you know they can kind of control that area if there's nothing there, move it you know low to high and get pucks to the net, and and they can have sustained offensive zone pressure. And I feel like you know at times their D really kind of struggle with with that pace uh, down low. Now, let's face it, they're a bigger group, and they're going to hit and pin you, and when, when things are going there well, they're a very tough team to penetrate. One of the areas of concern, which we covered a lot on, was a lot of you know, perimeter stuff that you're just not going to be able to beat the goaltender with. You know Boston does a great job insulating, insulating the middle of the ice, uh, making it a very tough time to get to that blue paint area. But it seemed like every time the Panthers have had success, you look at the first goal yesterday, traffic to the net, uh, giveaway by Bertuzzi, which was nice. But you still, you see the crashing of the net. Duclair, who hasn't been, you know, obviously very noticeable this series. It was good uh, for him to get on the board. But that's one of the areas, too. And obviously the neutral zone speed. Very tough to get through the neutral zone with this team. But when, when the Panthers do get an opportunity, to basically gain the line rather than dump the puck, it seemed like they'll have a little bit more possession time. But they're not weak in a lot of areas, guys. Uh, they're very tough. Their 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 depth is is solid. Um, they, they're they're and they're well coached.
3: Jovo uh, the. Leafs and Tampa have been playing on the off night of the Boston-Florida series. I wonder if you've had a chance to watch much, and if so, what are your impressions from the Toronto Maple Leafs team with a couple of comebacks, finding themselves up 3-1 on the Tampa Bay Lightning?
7: Yeah, it's good to see. You know, I'm cheering for the Leafs. I think it's, um, I, I think they're in a situation, obviously, to to take care of business here tonight, but it, it shows the character, you know, of, of this group, the never-die mentality Um you know, of them and, and it's great to see your horses leading the way. And I just every time these guys are on the ice you enjoy watching them. They do special things and and their their great determination um came to the forefront, you know, last game. So it's it was good to see. I I, I think, you know, the the speed is is evident. I, I feel that the Leafs are skating really well and giving Tampa some tough time. Um, you know, with the boys on the back end for Tampa, I feel like they're having their way at times, but um, yeah, it's nice to see, listen, we all, uh, yeah, being honest, I just, I, you know, I like the Leafs. I think the, I think the TV's always better. The game's always better with the Leafs hanging around. So be cheering for them tonight. We see enough of Tampa. They've had their, they've had their runs and, and, and good on them. But I think um, uh, the fourth one, as Matthew says, always the toughest one to win. So I hope they, uh, you know, approach tonight, you know, as a game where they got to do all the little things and, and hopefully it pays off at the end of the night.
2: We're looking uh, forward, uh, Jovo to uh, great conclusions in in both these series. Uh, thanks for doing this, man.
7: All right, guys. Anytime. Good Thank- luck tonight.
2: Yeah. Thanks. Appreciate Enjoy it. Enjoy game six. Uh, listen, this is, it's a crazy game. It's a crazy time of year. Uh, Did Florida plant a seed here? See the doubt? I think
3: so. I think so for sure. I mean, to me, it's it's the goaltender for Boston. Not like he's been terrible, but, you know, a couple of games where... Come
2: down to earth. Yeah.
3: And if he's just... He looks looks human. Yeah, and if he uh, he plays average instead of like the best goalie in the NHL, that significantly changes your team. You know, you go from being seemingly unbeatable to a very good team like a lot of teams in the playoffs. Yeah, I... Kip, I can't believe you don't live in Florida like someone like Jovo and just, like, play golf.
1: Yeah, you What, know, go, what you are you just doing go, here? You should go be the lightning analyst. Just go <laughs> yes, down there and just be playing golf every day. Who slinging am little, make sling,
2: fun of down there? Slinging
1: little Buddhas, which you own. <laughs> you know, just crushing it.
2: Savvy. Yes. You wanna come with me?
3: Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> problem is problem is to get any attention down there. We gotta do be college football show. Yeah. So. <laughs> my, my cousin lives in
2: Florida. And miss I all Florida. this excitement right now <laughs> with you guys. Yeah, not, not quite ready for that just yet. Okay, uh it's it's Thursday. I had uh I wrote an article oh, today for the Toronto Star. You if you wanna catch ever. it on uh on my Twitter handle at Real Kipper, yeah. take a look. Uh, it was based on the fact that uh, we knew a lot of things could change tonight in Game 5, including maybe the future of Kyle Dubas. Uh, and that's where my focus was in the article. Did yeah. you have a chance to read it? I did. It is. It's excellent. It's excellent. It's really it it makes sense.
3: It makes a lot of our previous discussions puts them into a place where you go, okay. Well, now I can see why they haven't come to an agreement. Kipper, uh, do you want to summarize?
2: Just in a nutshell, I the focus has always been, hey, Kyle went around and and you get a new contract, and you know maybe it maybe that's where maybe too much focus was on, and more so now I think. It's less about that, maybe more on if there is a contract, what's the number and, mm. you know, how much money is out there for him. Right. And because he didn't get a an extension, you know, and we've touched about this all year long when we have discussed it, it's the, okay, leverage and who has it. And now Kyle's one win away from really planting that seed that he can open up the floodgates on what that number could be with every win moving forward.
1: Yeah,
3: for sure. And like if they came to him after several first round exits and very successful regular seasons, you can imagine any sort of extension would look comparable to what he was earning. Nothing had been worth a raise. You know, you you mentioned a little bit of bet on yourself for Dubas and, you know, let's see how this season goes. And yeah, you went around all of a sudden with another hundred 11-point team or whatever they were this year, it's tough to make the case that you don't have value on the open market to a place like you mentioned Pittsburgh as sort of the leverage provider, the way that Buffalo was Babcock's leverage provider in in his deal
1: here. The old Penguinos are going to make Kyle Dubas a lot of money. Helps. I just think having that very natural spot is just such beautiful leverage. And we talk about the bar for Leaf fans, right? Like I think a lot of people absolutely adored. The uncles and the, and the dads from all over Whitby and Etobicoke and Maple absolutely loved what Kyle Dubas did at the deadline this year. I think it's a big-time recency bias thing and that he finally figured something out and he added the grit. And he added what he like, what was talking about, how great a job he did. Like... That's, are you sure
2: but, they were his moves and not Brendan
1: Shanahan's? No, but the per I am well, not was sure about GM that The GM and the moves happened, so. So that's what I mean. The perception, I think, of Kyle Dubas amongst the hardcore, more maybe, let's say, right-leaning on the spectrum side here of Leaf fans are way more willing to accept that Kyle Dubas has done a good job. And then that perception helps his pocketbook. I also think that if they lose in the first round, nobody wants him no, back, and he I, may not want to be back. If they blow this now, it's like, Good riddance. Like I, like I know it's on a knife's edge here, but like, bye
2: bye. Well, there's just yeah, you can't you can't come you back. You couldn't sell that to, to the fans, but you may you with with again one win and in in advancing, you may not be able to sell getting rid of him either.
3: Oh yeah, no, you're right. It's crazy. It's it's,
2: it's remarkable. And we're talking about the a swing. Few,
3: think about like any time you've placed a bet that's a little bit higher than your comfort level. Think of the money and life swing for Dubis these next three matches. Oh my God,
1: it's. Unbelievable. Ah, he's still going to get rich as hell from Pittsburgh if they blow it. Yeah. You're not worried about his pocketbook, really. Yeah, not...
2: I don't think it's an absolute given that he'd walk to Pittsburgh.
3: I mean, that's not an easy job. He's also got two kids who are, I don't know, five and three or whatever they are in Toronto. And, you know, yeah. they, he's from here, roughly. You know, we know the Sioux. But, like, he's got... He wants to be here in the end.
2: Yeah, but he won't be... Undersold. He will. He will. Like he, you said it best because you've worked with him and you know him probably better than most. But you've always talked about that that fire that yeah. that, uh, that it's competitive. He, well, just <laughs> what happened last time he was in Tampa with the, yeah. the fans. Yeah, hero. Right? He legitimately
1: like, he, mf'd you, you the did, fans. <laughs> yeah. Didn't you say he
2: smashed frames yeah. in the dressing room? Yes. He's not. He, he's gonna get his market price, whatever he thinks he's worth. Yeah. And there's going to be a lot of pressure on MLSE to give it. And, you know, there's that premium out there of of MLSE, and we've seen it with uh, basketball with uh, Messiah and uh, and Nick Nurse. Yeah. And we saw with Brendan Shanahan, who's the highest paid president in the NHL.
3: If you run Loblaws or if you run, that's a bad example, but a big corporation (laughs) or you run the convenience store by my house, you get paid differently. The Leafs are a much bigger machine to run. You need to be paid more to run a much bigger machine with much higher stakes than the
1: Blue Jackets. So let me ask you this, Skipper, because this just came to mind because you mentioned the press box antics where he's MFing the fans, which I loved. And you had Spetsa sitting beside him there. And you mentioned the, the influence that Shanahan had on him. Would there be any influence from Spetza in terms of the types of guys to bring in? Like do you think he's in those kind of conversations?
2: Jason Spezza? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I I listen, uh there's no question that Kyle uh Loves has, him. has a ton of respect for Jason Spezza. I like if 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 he's not in on those conversations, then what the hell is he doing? No, you're right. Stupid question. Right? So listen, it just seems like a lot of things are are coming together. I don't Believe for one second that uh, you know Kyle's going anywhere when it's all said and done. But I do think he, he's. He, I think he's gonna. He's gonna really force them to to come up with a very nice number for him.
3: I do think that how around. Let's say they win this series. I think how the next round goes is relevant because you or, look at the Florida Panthers last year. They you know whoever they beat and then they go they play Tampa Bay and they just get mopped just for nothing. You're not in the league with the real teams. If Toronto were to make the second round, play Boston and just get mopped for, for nothing. I don't know that you would sit here and go, it was that much better, different than previous years. I like, I
1: I don't even want to talk about this, but
3: about a potential Boston series, but for Dubas's sake, I mean, you, you gotta like, this team has to show well in the playoffs.
2: You know what? You, you are a hundred percent, uh, this isn't a team that is supposed to just win around. It's supposed to compete for a Stanley yep. Cup after 100%. this long. So, yeah, you're right. You're, you're right. I, I I don't necessarily think they're going to open up the vault for them just because they beat Tampa here.
3: Yeah. Like, you know, five wins, the playoffs, pretty good. Six, okay. The people feel a little better about that. That means you get another, you know, three games, home gates next round. I think that changes things too, so. Yeah. A lot at stake and, there for the
2: team. Let's not forget who owns the team. Is that us? Bell and Rogers. Right. Who oh, yes. Last guys, time, we
1: all have part of it. Last
2: time I, I I looked at various reports in the newspaper. Doing okay. They Yeah, they're doing okay, but they also run a very tight ship. Yeah. Right?
3: See the quarter, first quarter results? Just Good job. Not,
2: <laughs> they just don't throw away money. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, sometimes I think... There might be a few executives going. Okay, these, these salaries for these like the basketball and the executives and the hockey they're 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 getting up there. You like, know, they 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 do yeah. flirt with being paid more than the players.
3: Yeah, certainly. Right? Uh, in some cases, I do think that their influence on the success of the team is probably greater than most individual players. And I would say that like the, a CEO.
2: Yeah.
3: And the ability to create revenue with wins is monumental, monumental. And so going into, you know, for the Toronto Maple Leafs to have a Stanley Cup run, you know, what is the value of someone who does that 1% better than the next guy? It's got to be huge.
1: I will admit that I'm not the biggest fan of Kyle Dubas. And I have quibbled with a lot of stuff that he's had to do. I've quibbled with his philosophy on building a team over a lot of his tenure here. Wait, I am I am absolutely terrified of life without him because it's stability. <laughs> yeah, they, they have been a good regular season team that's made good free agent signings for the most part. Some of yeah, his trades. Some of his... made some bad
2: ones too. Yeah, but, but some of his everybody, trades. Everybody's yeah. the same boat. Yeah. Most general managers, yeah. you can sit there and say six good, four bad, seven good, three bad. Yeah. Every, sure. Everybody's got some bad ones. Absolutely. He's got some bad ones. No question.
1: Sure. No
2: question. So it is but- – yeah. I know. I mean, listen, I mean, this is just us spitballing here, but, you know, Brad Tree Living's out there. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, they'll find somebody, Sammy, if he decides to leave or they don't want to bring him back.
1: We Spetsa? Spetsa? Sorry? Spetsa? No. Yeah.
2: No. All right. I volunteer. It's just, he's not ready. I volunteer. Right. I got listen,
3: some ideas they're, they're, they're,
2: they're, <laughs> they're going through it and Craig Conroy's been there in, in Philly or uh, in Calgary for how long and they're questioning whether or not you know yeah, that'd be a big time leap well you look at the learning curve let's face it how valuable
3: would it have been for Dubas to be the guy he is now rather than the guy who took some years learning what, what worked in playoffs you know like the you don't want to be there for developing a guy now mm-hmm. he seems like it Someone who gets it well, you don't. You don't want to be the team that develops guys as a GM. You want to have the guy who yeah. knows what's what's going on, and been through it a bit. And,
2: so, and the Leafs, wherever they finish this year, like knowing where the cap is, not going up. The the guys that you're going to lose to UFA, and we've documented them: it's Camp and uh, Achari. or yeah, yeah. Uh, Bunting, Bunting, Kerfoot. Like, All, all, flex seal, (laughs) right? Flex seal. Like, where's this team next year? That's right. Different looking squad, no doubt. And then even if even if Kyle or whoever goes into Pittsburgh, like, good luck with that. Yeah. Try to go now and find undervalued players to help Sid and Malkin. And win next year. Yeah, the cup has to happen quick, right? Yeah. yeah, like no one's getting excited next year if Pittsburgh makes the first round and then loses in the second, right? Like a lot of people are here. Yeah, well,
3: it'd be an improvement for Pittsburgh. <laughs> Choking dogs. Well, they got, all have, right.
1: They'll have uh, Michael Bunting, top line left winger, and Justin Hall paired with uh, with Latang. Hall I'm would sure.
3: definitely be a Pittsburgh Penguin.
1: Once no again. Question. Uh,
2: <laughs> Once again, uh, a lot at stake tonight.
1: Oh, with a simple boys. win.
2: Somebody just mentioned Ottawa to me for Kyle.
1: Yeah. Why not? They got a new owner in there. You know, welcome to Wrexham moment. They call, he loves soccer. Ryan Reynolds smiles at him. Sault Ste. Marie, close to Ottawa? I don't think so. I don't know my geography. No, it's far. <laughs> it's like the opposite side yeah, of the province. Far. Yeah, it's far.
2: All right. Um, as promised, uh, Nathan McKinnon. Yeah. conversation because Boy, we nice. all saw last night penalty or no penalty
3: no 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 penalty for me you
2: not at that point no
3: so what happened if you didn't see it he has the puck in the corner he does a cutback he kind of beats his guy feet get tangled up and he goes down puck is still at his feet to play and he yells at the ref and slams his stick and has a big pout play goes the other way Seattle scores they win by one. And Seattle what, wins by one.
1: And what a story, the kid that scored. Yeah. Ty Cartier. Se- T- Ty Seattle. Car- I think it's Cartier, actually. Cartier.
2: Because
3: I thought it was like Gautier. Cartier? That you need to know.
2: Nice shot.
3: Beauty, one tee off a of Jordan Everly Pass. Yeah, his parents uh, were, I forget where they were in the world, but they traveled nine and a half hours, got there three minutes into the game, and were able to see their son's first NHL game. That in is gold. so cool. Oh,
1: that is. Isn't that unreal? They got there three minutes in, into the game. Oh, my yeah. God, the panic in the Uber. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. As a man who hates being late, <laughs> I would he have been melting everything down. In your
3: life. They landed in Denver at like 630 or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. That's a nightmare. That,
2: yeah. that reaction is something that we've seen in the past. He is McKinnon. Yes, he's got a short fuse. He can be a hothead. Yeah, it's you old,
3: live by the sword, die by the sword, right? That fire has got him somewhere great. Probably
2: more to the thought that like, his season's unraveling. It's it, the injuries. It has to be more than just that play with the smashing of the stick. Yeah. Looking around, no Landis um The Kushkin... We still haven't heard, guys. Yeah. I am I'm shocked that there has not been any official uh, word out of the Colorado Avalanche yeah. on this situation. Well,
1: did, wasn't there, their second line last year, wasn't it Landeskog, Nikushkin, and Kadri? Sounds pretty what, good. What did those guys play together? I don't know if that's right, but they were like three valuable played, players to like them. It like those guys played together a little bit. It's like, they're just gone. Yeah. They're just not on the team anymore.
3: I will say about the McKinnon play. As someone who loves McKinnon, I have voted for him to win the Hart Trophy a couple of times when he hasn't won it. Love him. I, I thought it looked pathetic. Yeah, it a, it's embarrassing. Yeah,
2: it's a temper tantrum. It, it is. It's a tantrum it's a, from a little imma, kid. It's immature. Like, it's you know, immature.
3: It's like, you know, he's a great... Player and that fire has brought him there. it's part of the reason he's as good as he is. You can't say you don't want him to be the person he is, but you're right, Kipper. That seems like a culmination he's not of frustrations. At this point of his
2: career too with, with, with your in a one one game with, with your cup already under your, yeah. your 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 you know yeah i did, I agree. He's and always I, been a grump i'm I'm a huge yeah, a fan, fan too
3: when he won the cup, I remember saying like this would be great like I think we'll get a milder Nathan McKinnon now. But like the truly great athletes are have some sort they of possessed. They don't have that.
1: He's he's just no complacency. All summer crushing, you know, gluten free pasta and kale. Just watching I don't highlights.
3: Think you're going to see him go sign a seven year deal in Columbus and just no. go away quietly at no. the end of his career? You're going to see him in playoff games for a long time.
2: Yeah. I, I random. I don't see Seattle losing the series. Good row
3: there. Uh, you don't see them losing the series, yeah. Seattle. I actually, I think Seattle win the series too, and I don't want them to. Why? I, I just, I like greatness. Yeah, me Like, too. I, I love McCarr, watching the great players be great.
2: Instead of uh, 20, uh, <laughs> 20... 20 squids. 20,
3: 20 squids. And, you know, I can see the case. Squids. I can see the case for rooting for the underdogs who are trying really hard and are all pretty good players pulling together. Nah, I just well, I'd rather watch the great guys. Yeah. I'd rather agree. watch McCarr do his thing. I'd rather watch Ranton la- and score laundry. 50 and McKinnon. too. Like, this. Kraken's jersey. It's not your time bad. yet,
1: Seattle. And just, oh, my God. Is it bad? No, it's yeah. not. The colors are good, but the logo Vegas stinks. is vile. Seattle's is great. Just, the logo's too big. It's not, it looks like the Seagram's rum or Seagram's... Uh, is it rum or whiskey that Seagram's is? It looks like that S, I'm it's just rum. Their colors are beautiful, but the logo's way too big. Okay. That's just... It's just <laughs> Jersey talk here.
2: It's enough to cheer against them, I guess.
1: Yeah, but a uh, Grubauer is good story. He's yeah. a former avalanche standing on his head against them. Got to like that.
3: Someone who listens to our show, who's an Avs fan was very resentful towards the three of us for talking about, you know, Grubauer leaving Colorado, letting him go, you know, and not hanging on to him. Now he's there to, you know, back to beat them. It's like the, the point was Seattle offered Grubauer $6.5 million or yeah. something, yeah. which was mental. And so you know, Colorado is smart to let him go at that point. It's not like they pushed him out.
2: And I, now he's earning his money.
1: Yes, like this Colorado team, boys, is thin, it's thin. Like they got Nie- Matt Nieto and Confer on their second line.
2: It's yeah. not happening. I it's, the 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 feel is like the Tampa feel, where you're just yeah. like they're pushing, they're pushing. It's just not happening. And
1: didn't Manson go out of the game last night too? Like he's, did he get hurt?
2: He's at fifty or sixty percent. He's been he. I'm told he needs some sort of surgery uh, that he's putting off because it would have ended his season a while ago. So you try to manage something that is barely manageable.
3: This is why the Tampa Bay Lightning deserve the credit they do for their consistency in going to the finals. Three years in a row, being a part of it, even going back to when they first went, I don't know, early in Stamkos' career, but like, Usually these teams go to the finals a few years in a row and they just can't hang on. Guys get hurt they, with salaries. They have to move on. You know, Breezebois Breeze has done such a good job at finding guys like Paul and Hagel and guys that are cheap that can keep them competitive because it's hard. Colorado 10 months after their cup looks like a shadow of
2: themselves. Winnipeg and Vegas tonight. Is this over? I believe it is.
3: Is this, I uh, you know, I've been negative Nelly on the Jets all year long. Not going to... Turn now.
1: Uh, Morrissey's still out. Do we know yeah, if he's he, playing? Yeah, he's not playing the whole series. He's done. That's, so the that's Jets minus Morrissey is... That's like Leafs losing Riley. It's just like yeah. it's, he plays the whole game for him.
3: You can't overcome Yeah, him. he'll be on the Norris ballot.
2: Ehlers. What's the word on him? Has he, he played? Yeah. Nah. May play tonight? I don't know.
1: I don't know the word on him. Do you know?
2: Uh, may play tonight. May play. Okay. I, I think it's more fascinating... like what happens to this team after they
3: are a fascinating team to watch. And, you know, uh, they've put off the shovel day off sort of decision. You know, there was this semi scandal, you know, with Chicago and halfway success. And now are they going to have him be the guy who makes five massive decisions on players? Cause it yeah. was it Dubois, Shifley. Oh
2: yeah. It's yeah. a lot yeah. of names. Hellebuck in it. A- A year or so.
3: Yeah, even Wheeler's like getting close. Like, what do you? What's the plan now for the Jets if they don't win?
2: Okay, can someone win a home game? Rangers and Devils.
3: I think home teams in the playoffs are below five hundred generally. But yes, I I I like the Rangers tonight.
2: Can they? Can they? Beat them playing like Lou Lamarillo hockey. (laughs) That's what they turned
1: into.
3: What's so strange? The Devils were the absolute high-flying yeah. offensive team. Now all of a sudden they're going
1: to be the Rangers. Yeah, the O three Devils. It's hilarious nope. that they wait. Like they're like, time to go back to our boring ass roots. <laughs> <force." laughs> yeah. Rangers like great,
2: no room in the neutral zone. They, Lindy Ruff completely shut that down in New York. Fans were booing. Really? Oh yeah. That's great. Yeah, it's. uh they're I think they're happy to get out of there. Yeah. <laughs> go back and go go to a place that
1: you, you've won before. And it's yeah. going to be half Rangers fans there, too. Right? Like, that's like a, that's like not quite Ottawa or Buffalo, but it's close. I
3: think there's a 30-minute uh, difference in start time. So, post-Leafs, you could actually toggle over and catch the end of that one. I've, I haven't got to watch. I haven't any... watched a second. of Yeah, season. I've watched well, highlights. That's and a lot. I
1: watched but... a little bit of it. Yeah. But... When they, I can't watch during the Leafs, but when they start before Leafs at seven, I'll watch the first little bit. Yeah,
2: huge tonight, seven o'clock puck drop. Leafs eh? are
1: seven. Yes. Okay.
2: Not seven thirty. Okay. That extra thirty minutes is like
1: torture. 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 You're ready, eh? My body is ready. All right. What does that mean exactly? Pressure is a privilege. Skate fast. (laughs) Shoot hard. Pucks in deep. Jump on them early. Make them quit, kip. When you would start a
3: hockey game for the anthem, yeah. you know the anthems playing, what was your thought process
2: i i first of all i'm I was never a guy that could sit still me same be way rocking yeah. back and forth to the point where like you know I'm getting punched into the shoulder, knock it off, oh, by, yeah. by the guys beside me, yeah, but you just want to get out there and and get a hit in yeah. Yeah, hit or be hit, but get into it.
3: Yeah. You know, I was not. That was generally my thought process, too, just as a winger, start of the game, you know, kind of go through the system, play, okay, you know, that's our forecheck, whatever. But, yeah, you're looking to put put someone through the glass to start the game, or to your point, get put through the
1: glass. Wakes you up a little bit. Give me a score, Sammy. Shout out my boy, Jake B. Leafs, 5-2 Leafs just handles that business passion passion. (laughs) closer three two i I could see another
3: overtime game for sure and yeah three two seems like the obvious number i guess if we're gonna if i'm gonna pick an ot game so all right let's give it to the leafs in overtime for me i'm gonna give the game winner to a defenseman
1: let's give it to luke shen
2: geo geo made a nice play eh, on the uh the tipping,
1: in Yeah. That was, get, that was vintage Gio dropping that shoulder, hard wrist. Two days off
3: for Gio. Look out. Game of the series coming from Mark Giordano. All right.
2: League Let's fans, go. It's been 19 years.
1: Tonight's the night.
2: Since we've seen
1: <laughs> your team in the second round. Does it happen tonight? To top, to quote the top song from April uh, 20th, 2004. Yeah, y'all! <laughs> <laughs> and if they lose, we'll see you on Monday. We're not coming in Yeah, tomorrow. I'm not coming in.
2: <laughs> Enjoy this one. We're back tomorrow, despite what these guys say. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, real Kipper and Bourne. Stay safe, everyone.